Hey guys, welcome to episode number 20 of the Jay's Little Podcast. I'm your host, Gino Manley, and I'll tell you, this will also be the start of season number two, and that's because just this weekend, we killed winter. It was the beautiful death of winter at Atlanta Motorsports Park. It was an incredible event. I hope all of you guys made it, uh, but if you didn't, man, you really missed out. Uh, in this episode, Rick and I are going to sit down talk about some of the storylines we saw. We tried a lot of new things at this event. Uh, there was a, a new green group format, a new blue group format, a lot of new faces. So we're just going to kind of give you our thoughts on how things went. Uh, also talk about what we have coming up this season as far as the podcast and, of course, also with the group. Uh, talk about some of the cancellations with the current pandemic that, man, it's even affecting our track time at this point. Uh, but we'll sit down, have a good time with it, and I hope you enjoy the entire season and episode number 20. So we'll jump right into the Death of Winter 2020 recap. The Jayzilla Podcast with Rick and Gino. Welcome to season two and episode 20 of the Jay's Little Podcast. We are finally back after a fantastic event this weekend at Atlanta Motorsports Park. Uh, so Rick and myself decided, hey, let's kind of recap what uh, what fun we had, some of the cool stories we saw. Uh, but of course, before we jump right in, I guess we got to talk about, uh, like everyone else in, in, in the world, uh, you know, the, the current pandemic is even affecting our track time. But Rick, up in Atlanta, you uh, uh, contained, you quarantined? Uh, you know, we're quarantined. We're safe and sound for the moment. And uh, I think like everybody, we're just ready for this to be over and get back to the racetrack. I 100% agree. Everything seems to be getting canceled. Yeah, all the races are getting canceled, the pro races, the amateur races, even our tracks. But, um, you know, James had to make the hard decision. I know he was even talking about it over the weekend. Uh, but the next two events, which would have been uh, the Thursday half-day event at, back at AMP and the Barber uh, Day, or I guess it would be the May 5th event, uh, made the, the decision to pull the plug on those. And, uh, you know, again, I, I kind of agree with him, and, and a lot of people are sad. I'm sad about it. But ultimately the safety of the group, and, and he sent out the letter uh, kind of uh, explaining it, uh, you know, reign supreme. And, and uh, we'll get back on track. Uh, shortly after this is all over so uh, a little bit of sad news there but man we got to go back to what a fun time we're able to get this event in before things started to get bad and uh you know it was a rainy event it was a bunch of new faces that finally dried up at the end of the day and it was smiles all around a lot of familiar faces too uh but rick how'd your event go just my recap how how your uh, day went well i'm gonna actually start off with some of the feedback that we got because it was excellent and that made my day excellent you know this is James has got an incredible crew of people that operate behind the scenes and we can name a few of them later on, but those folks need to know that we thank them from the bottom of our heart and that when we get good feedback from our guests, that that means a lot to the the staff. So outside of that, personally, my day went great. Uh, Gino was nice enough to bring up one of my cars and uh, I got to drive the other one. So I put two Miatas on track and uh, my wife showed up with our kids. So I put a minivan on track. I can say not many people have driven a minivan around AMP. And uh, James told me to 
take it like 2%, not 10%, not 90%, but two. And uh, I obliged for all but one corner and the kids got very excited. You know, I was right behind you for that. So I remember going up to him. I said, oh, no, he's going to do it. And sure enough, he did. But, you know, it was a, it was a, a fun thing to watch. But uh, let's talk about those Miatas a little bit because everyone knows you're blue, not so nice Miata, which coincidentally is the first time I ever got to drive it. So we'll talk about that in a second. But the one I got to drive, uh, because now I stay at your house all the time because we host a podcast together, was your a uh, fairly new white NC, and if not mistaken, is that the first time it ever has been on the track? As far as I know, that is the first time that Miata's ever made it to the track, and I feel good about its first outing. Well, I do want to talk about that a little bit. So for a lot of people uh, saw me pull up in the car, and they're asking me questions. I had no idea what the answers were. So uh, real quick, just kind of tell people about it. I think it's a, it's a, so it's an NC, kind of like the ones I race, but uh, what turbo kit's on it? What kind of powers are putting down? Yep, so to, to paint a picture, it's a 2013 NC Club Miata with a folding hardtop. So the one downside to that for track use is you can't get a big roll bar under it. But uh, that aside, it's been an awesome car. I actually picked it up. It was a project car of uh, Sean O'Connell. Uh, Sean, oh my gosh. Yeah, Sean O'Connell in Atlanta. And he builds some awesome cars. It was, we'll call it 94. 90 to 95% finished. Uh, I've chased the tuning and emissions issues for months and months and months. But uh, now that we finally got an understanding and got a plan, uh, a lot of it due to a bad assumption that was made early on, uh, it has turned into just one of the most rewarding projects I've worked on. Uh, so it's a 2.5 liter swap. So the original two liter is gone. It's a 2.5 swap out of, I mean, God knows what. It could be a Ford Edge or uh um, what's their other one, uh, Ford Escape. And uh, then there's a giant uh, Fab 9 turbo kit bolted to it with just about every part Fab 9 cells. And the net effect of all this is that on pump gas, it'll make about 350 wheel horsepower. And if I choose to go ethanol, uh, that setup should hold together, at least in theory, to about 400 to 450 horsepower, depending on uh, how long you're willing to uh, press it. No, I tell you, it's a really good build. I, I got to drive in the morning, and and I, I put a little post on my Facebook. I didn't know if I was going to wake up as early as you because I got in so late. Um, and you made this comment, it'll spin the wheels up to first and second if it's what up to third, and it backfires like a fifty caliber. And um, you weren't lying about any of it because I actually did wake up, and uh, I led the way. And I remember leaving your neighborhood off throttle in second gear. I thought something blew up. I was like, I just broke into this man's car. <laughs> And that's just how the car drove. I actually got the uh, hot lap that car a little bit, and uh, it's fast. Uh, it'll get off from underneath you, but, man, that car is fast. I, I only did 10 minutes in it, and I could never get it to, to the hookup in the back. But, you know, I think if you throw a set of tires in that car and uh, get the get the tuning right, that car would be a rocket. But I also got to drive the blue not-so-nice Miata. And uh, I got to tell you, that car drives itself. As long as I've known you and been around, I've never, ever driven uh, the spray painted blue car or the plastic dip blue car. Uh, and it was fast. And, and just going around in traffic, I, I think it was doing 35s. I think you got down to 32. So somewhere in that car might be something that begins with a 29. I really believe it. Uh, but yeah, I got to uh, play around with both your toys all day. Um, but I'm going to kind of, uh, kind of move into something here. Uh, obviously we made the commitment to our new sponsor, which is Valvoline to, uh, kind of test, uh, into their products and, 
I know you're running it in the blue car. So uh, any any usage issues, any consumption issues? What was your opinion on it uh, from event number one? No, great question. And so after event number one, I'm very happy with it in the uh, white car. The blue car is not running Valvoline. And uh, it had, as somebody asked later in the day, uh, they opened the hood and said, is it supposed to be wet over there? Uh, the short answer was no. That's the thinned out oil blowing through my catch can, uh, hopefully not starting on fire. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to trying the Valvoline as we progress in the season. Uh, you know, it's further proof that this motor is tired, but uh, it also has to do with breaking down the gas or the uh, oil as it gets really hot. It thins out and blows through. So uh, that'll be our that'll be our test later in the season. But in the white car, fantastic so far. No consumption, uh, you know, no uh, no uh, gasoline smell in the oil. So. Uh, feeling pretty good about that, and uh, you know, it looked very clean when I was done. So we'll see how that wears uh, over the rest of the season. Awesome. All right, so let's kind of move on to one of the next points here. Um, this is something that took a lot of horsepower to do, uh, and we kind of talked about it a little bit. If you guys were there, you might have noticed it, but uh, we re entirely did the green group, um, and I don't think we've ever actually really talked about it. We talked about it with the instructors and the students, uh, but a lot of people saw what was going on, didn't really understand how we've done it. Um, and so I guess I kind of just jump in and say Green Group used to be um, a group of new students. We would put an instructor in the right seat and we would kind of have a, a course laid out throughout the day. Uh, we tweaked it up a little bit to base this more lead and follow uh, a lot like you would see at a racing school um, or a manufacturer's ride and drive event. Um, and so, uh, Rick, I know you, you took the lead on this. I contributed a little bit. Uh, Scott Levitt contributed a lot, too. Um, and a fantastic group of instructors uh, kind of made this work. And so uh, maybe just recap the green group, um, and, and I'll touch on the blue group in a minute, too. But uh, what was your thoughts on our first lead and follow uh, green group class? Man, well, we got we can touch on it. I think it went really, really well. Um, you know, it's easy to pat ourselves on the back, but that's the feedback we're getting from most of the people that participated. Um, I think the only, um, you know, not negative, but the only uh, contrary feedback we got was that folks that had been on track with us before and had a right seat instructor felt that the first two sessions were maybe a little bit slow, but that is part of our plan. And, and that goes to the progression that you may talk about with the blue group. But the, the rationale behind this was that one, we need to be able to run these events with fewer instructors. We want to develop the driver modules uh, at, at Road Atlanta and at Barber. Uh, we want to be able to support additional coaching for blue group. And we want to be able to uh, support additional coaching for yellow and even red group as this progresses. So this is all about building our driver ranks, not just supporting the first time guys, but supporting our drivers as they progress all the way up to potentially doing wheel to wheel racing like some of us have uh, graduated to doing uh, on occasion. And so to support all that, we have to be able to run these with fewer instructors. We just can't afford to put instructors in every single car or we'd have to double the price, which wouldn't be good for anybody. So to do that, we manage this by uh, adopting the very common lead follow format and taking best practices from Skip Barber, from manufacturer arrive and drives uh, and a variety of different sources. And it wasn't it was uh, a lot of heavy lifting by uh, Scott and Gino and, and myself, but our instructors stepped up. We held a, a conference call with a PowerPoint presentation and got a lot of good feedback a few weeks ago before the event. And, uh, you know, numerous people have contributed best practices. But when it all came down to it, 
the day of is what matters. And we got our green drivers. Uh, we prepped them with some information more than we've ever had in the past. We had our video drivers meeting. We held an additional drivers meeting and we talked through with our instructors uh, how this was all going to flow. And what we created was an opportunity for green drivers to spend more time with each other. They got to spend time in the car solo, which forces them to think through things that sometimes can be coached from the passenger seat and really leaves them at the end of the day as the most advanced green group we've had. We watched our lap times. We watched uh, some of the other things that were going on on track. And James commented after the fact that the times that he saw the green group running in this event were among the best or probably the best that he's seen of any green group at the end of the day. So that's a, and the event was safe. Uh, everybody came away with their car, uh, barring one very unfortunate incident on uh, the pit road, the entry road. And uh, other than that, that's a win for us. Uh, and I agree too. And I'll tell you to, to, to those drivers, if any of them are listening if you were in the green group and you felt like you were faster and I was among all, all the groups all day, there were some green drivers that should be in blue. Um, and unfortunately they kind of got caught up in, in, in this group, but um, the whole point of the new system and, and Rick jumping, if, if you disagree at all, but we need to get green group drivers comfortable, get them safe. We need to get them in the blue group where they can develop some awareness, um, get some driver confidence to move them in the yellow group where they can really start, uh, honing their craft and eventually one day in the red group where they kind of uh, pay it back and they start instructing with us. So um, we really are trying to create this ladder system. So um, there were, I'll be the first to admit it because I was among all the, all the drivers. There were some uh, drivers in green that run with us that should be checked off to blue. And, and again, once all the, uh, the virus stuff is over at the coming events, we might need to sit down and talk about how to get them out of green into blue. Uh, but from the lead follow aspect, I tell you, I, I think it went extremely well. The idea was is we didn't want to, if you're brand new or, or one or two or three events in, we didn't want to drown you in information, car dynamics and things like that. This was more about, hey, how do we get on the track? You know, the basic, where are the flag stations um, and things like that. And, 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 and to anyone that's listening, especially if you're an instructor or one of the more advanced guys, um, we really do see criticism on this. Uh, you know, we don't, we're not looking for praise on this. If you saw anything that could have worked better, um, I do want to give a, a shout out to, uh, to Dustin Stevenson, who was obviously working safety. Um, every single session I would get out, I get out of the car, go walk to him and he would tell me exactly what he saw wrong. So we could start formulating a plan for the next event to do it. Um, uh, but kind of like you said, I mean, I think it went well. I think all the green drivers got a lot of good time. Um, by the end of the day, they were really moving. We had that one minor incident, uh, which was kind of just a freak accident. Um, but, you know, again, no incidents. And I think everyone had a good time. So if you guys were a green group driver and you were a part of this first class, uh, thank you for your participation, obviously. But, um, you know, drop us a line, either myself or Rick or, or Scott or Young or somebody. If you have any feedback, we really do seek it. Um, but, um, you know, I, can't, I think I'll kind of wrap it up and say – we're going to intend to do the same process for all the events this year. I mean, uh, with some tweaking and adjusting, but, um, you know, again, places like road Atlanta, this is going to work a lot better off. Um, and as we start progressing at the ladder system, we want to get drivers out of green when the time is right and pull them in the blue. Um, but you want anything, add anything to the green group? Uh, well, I just want to touch on a couple of the people that, that really made it possible. And, you know, in no particular order, you already mentioned Dustin. We've obviously talked about you and Scott. 
Uh, Ted Dannemiller did an exceptional job stepping up and plugging a hole for us. Um, without Reed running Black Flag Station, this would not have worked out as it did. Uh, he did an incredible job. And, um, you know, all of our instructors, they took something with minimal detail, uh, again, on that theme of let's let's operate with a, a basic set of information and not overwhelm people. They did a fantastic job and the Green Group students themselves, uh, but also Young in the preparation. Um, Young did so, some awesome work. Uh, Stephen uh, at registration did a lot of things to facilitate this new um, format coming to fruition. And then, of course, James for having the foresight and the willingness to adopt something new that three crazy guys brought to him uh, not long before the season started. So uh, just excited about the, the setup overall and what it allows us to do as the organization progresses. No, and I, I agree. And, and again, I'm a miss half over half the names there, but a couple of people that I know that I just even talked to and that, that come to mind, Amelia, uh, Michael was, was there. Uh, we had uh, Daniel Cooper, uh, you know, again, like you mentioned, Ted was there. So just these, these instructors that stepped up uh, were complete rock stars. And one thing we noticed, um, and I know you noticed, everyone noticed it, uh, the, the, the three to one uh, students we had, the way we set it up, we had little pods of students. And after the after their runs, they would all three get together with their instructor um, and just really, you know, have have a good time to discuss each other's you know notes and things like that. And um, it made it so we didn't have new people get left out. Um, and again, just, you know, a, a cool way to make friends and, and to, to improve the learning process. But um, I will move on here to the blue group, because even that had a little bit of tweaking, not so much um, with with the classroom format, um, but. We had uh, Scott Lovett, who actually was the blue group instructor. So he just kind of took command of every single one of those classrooms. Um, but I do want to talk about some of the things we did in blue uh, because I was in, in, in a couple of those classrooms as well. And we wanted to turn blue group into more of a breeding ground to, to get drivers confidence, to get them awareness, um, to move them on to yellow. Because for it seemed like to me at least for too often a lot of drivers get stuck in blue group purgatory where – they don't really know. They know they're faster than green, but they don't really know if they're fast enough to go in the yellow. And we're not really training them to be fast enough to go in the yellow. So they get the yellow sometimes and they're freaked out. And so um, it's kind of going to be, I, I really feel like the real push, any, it's pretty easy to get people on track and get them on track safely and, and, and get them moving on track. It's harder to sit down with them and kind of develop those skills to uh, build up all the confidence to move into the faster group. So Scott did a fantastic job on that. Um, I know you did, Rick, and I, I did it a bunch as well, but uh, we put spies in Blue Group. And so if you guys are one of the Blue Group drivers, uh, we had a bunch of instructors, a bunch of regular drivers actually running with you, reporting back to us saying, hey, how are the point buys? Um, were we obeying flags and things like that? But, um, you know, again, I don't know if you agree, Rick. I mean, Blue Group, that's probably the real battleground. It, it definitely is, especially as we work this so that we can promote green drivers into Blue um, you know, blue really becomes the t the place where you cut your teeth on awareness and start developing that speed for the next uh, progression to yellow. But I will say this, being out in blue group, especially for guys that had very little instructing, uh, you know, we were out there observing more than coaching. And, uh, you know, they just had the classroom session. They were very aware. It was probably one of the most aware blue groups that I've seen. And they behaved really well when we got the green group folks in who were a little less experienced at the end of the day. No, I agree. And so, and again, if you guys are a blue group driver now, uh, and, and I'm, I'm calling for 
uh, even the more advanced guys, our regular drivers, if you can, um, you know, help help with the blue group in the future events, uh, we need you. If you're willing to, even if you're not instructing, if you're willing to jump in into a blue group session and, and help some of these guys with us in the right seat, um, let me be clear, we're not, um, I, I think I should have said this earlier, but we're not trying to eliminate right seat instruction by any means. We're just trying to streamline the green group and then now we have more rights to the instructors on standby. And I think a couple of people did take advantage of that. Um, but now we have instructors for the blue group. Um, if somebody says, hey, you know, again, I, I know how to get around track. I'm doing it safely. I need to know how to improve uh, my pace, my confidence. Now we have instructors available for, that would have been before tied up in green group, uh, you know, not doing a whole lot. Now they can kind of go into to the blue group classroom or into a blue group student's car and, and really start to make some way. So, um that's the call to the instructors too. The first event, this was a little bit more of a, of a beta test, if you will, and, and we, we learned a lot. Um, but we're going to be calling on the instructors a lot more, uh, not so much to be on standby, but to kind of take the initiative to help with the blue group, jump into cars when people need help, and, and to get them uh, going on the yellow. And I, I think that's the only way it works. But, um, I mean, any anything for the future thoughts, uh, Rick, that we need to kind of uh, work on for the next couple classrooms? No, you touched on the important one, which is we had more people on standby than we needed. And we knew that, but it was also to ensure that we gave a great experience for everybody. Uh, once we move, once we realized that the standby guys really weren't needed at the same level, we thought they might be. And we've adapted a couple of our practices so that really one standby person is probably all we need uh, in each session. Now that frees up an immense amount of talent to do the things that we want to do. Uh, that was really the impetus for all of this. Gotcha. Well, and again, if you guys were in one of those, please reach out to us if you're in a blue group. Um, I, I will say for some of the tracks you have coming up for Road Atlanta, um, if you're a blue group guy and you've never been to Road Atlanta, let's say, and you want somebody right to at least for a session, uh, don't be afraid to ask. You know, we're going to have these instructors on standby. Heck, even if you're a, a yellow guy, you know, even a red guy, and you want somebody more experienced, uh, one of our instructors to right see whether we can get we can make that happen. Uh, if anyone ha if anyone ever wants to help with the classrooms. Um, we're even talking about having some people uh, spotting uh, from some of the corner stations, from the balcony at AMP. Uh, if you guys want to get involved with that, please reach out to us. And again, anything we can do to, to make this one of the best programs um, in, in track days, that's, that's kind of our, our goal here. But um, again, good success. A little clunky in some places, but uh, we'll improve it and uh, and get that going for the, the next event, whatever that might be. But um, I do want to move on. Any cool cars you saw, Rick, that kind of stood out to you? Oh, man. Well, there was the uh, there was a right hand drive. Uh, what was it? A, a man. I, I think it was yeah, a Civic I, I won't get or... the model right, but it was a Civic. Uh, it was a beautiful car. And let's see what else. Uh, we saw some really big uh, super saloons out there. There were two Audis. Uh, was it an A7 and uh, something else? Those were. I, I, there was definitely an A, there, there was an A4, there was a, yeah, you're right, I forget, maybe an A6, but uh, there, there were some big sedans there, which was Yeah, they were hustling lot. around. Um, you know, overall, this was, I, I wouldn't say that there were any particular standout cars, except that it was a great group and very well matched. Um, you know, not, uh, not some of the high horsepower cars we saw uh, late last summer. No, I agree. Huge contingent of BMWs. I haven't seen those in a while. Um, but, uh, I do want to talk about a, a group of cars in particular that, um, boy, they were just really cool. So, um, ASC, the Atlanta speed company, they've been prepping, uh, the Jay Zilla, uh, hatchback <laughs> fleet as or, um, for all, all off season. So we had the Mazda three, 
we had mild Mini Cooper, which I want to touch on a little. We raised some money. Uh, we had James's GTI. We had his Miata, uh, which I think the tires were still flat spotted for me and you. No, no, but, he told me that he replaced um, them, had, so uh, we each owe him a tire. Were they replaced? <laughs> All right, good. So it did have some new tires on it, but uh, um, ASC man did a great job. We had that Mazda three, um, and again, that James just picked that up. And I got the chance to drive it, and I was just so impressed with it. Um, it the car has been uh, in the community for a while. Um, but, again, uh, Andrew Noose built the car, and I didn't think it would be that great till I got to drive it, and I was blown away. I got to drive my old Mini, and uh, I'm told that I left the Mini in bad shape, which I will dispute. But I will tell you, it did feel a lot tighter. It wasn't creaking. Um, and that actually was probably one of the cooler um, parts of this event. Uh, we actually had a pro driver, so every time this year, year we have an event, we're going to bring the Mini Cooper out. That is the official uh, Jay Zilla track taxi, and we're going to invite um, a, pro, a pro driver from the area to come by and raise some money. Uh, for this event, it was actually Patrick Wilmot who came out. Uh, I think he raised like over $400 uh, for his charity, and I don't even have it with me. Uh, but again, just a really cool day. Um, he gave a ton of rides. It's 25 bucks a ride. So if you raise 400 bucks, you can, you can do the math, a lot of smiles all day long. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to point out, uh, ASC for prepping those cars for us, uh, for doing it for the charity runs. Um, and again, too, just a really cool deal. And, and the cars all looked really, uh, really cool there in the paddock. But, um, oh, I do got to point out, I do got to give a thanks to somebody. Um, and that's actually chill out systems. Uh, because I actually got to drive kind of man. How car do you know? Day. How did I miss this um, one? I got to drive. You're right. There was an incredible car on track, except it wasn't a car. <laughs> so funny story. I, I was racing that barber uh, in Charles the Trail Out. Uh, he was racing with me there, and he had this beautiful uh, E63 AMG Rentec car. I'm told it has like 800 horsepower, and I was driving it around. And I kind of made this joke to him. I said, "Hey, Charles, I'm I'm doing the the new classroom format at the next that next weekend at AMT. Um, let me borrow your car because none of our cars are powerful enough to like pull up to groups. So if I had to rush to the next group or or monitor the things and kind of go in and out." And he was like, "Yeah, no problem." I was like, "Cool." He said, "But why don't you use the G wagon instead?" And so Chill Out Systems was kind enough to loan me uh, the G63. AMG, which is actually another Rentec tuned car. So I'm told, and I could be wrong, I think it was tuned to about 800 horsepower that day. Um, 5,500 pound SUV uh, turned a lot of heads. But, you know, in actuality, Rick, you might laugh at this, but it was like the perfect constructor car because everyone could see me uh, during the lead follow because you can't miss the car. It's, it's a tank. And as I was actually running through the groups, monitoring everybody in, in green uh, and in blue for some time, I could see everything because I was like on top of cars. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, but thank you to the folks at Chill Out Systems. It was, uh, I won't lie, it was pretty cool getting the hot lap, uh, $160,000, 800 horsepower SUV all day. And uh, hopefully people got some pretty cool pictures. And it well, it turns ahead when you look in your mirror and all you can see is four wheels and a drive shaft. You don't actually see the car. Well, I tell you that probably the time of my life was coming, uh, coming through the hairpin. Uh, it was raining in the morning, um, and uh, I kind of got in the gas just a little bit too early. I was still learning the car. Did this cool little drift, corrected it. I looked to my left at the balcony. Everyone's cheering, so I could have died at that moment. It would have been okay. Um, I, funny story, you can ask Scott this. Um, I guess the car rolls a lot. 
being a four by four SUV oh, you with three locking discs. You, you guess. And Dustin I, will tell you. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm told. So, and that goes to my story. So, me and Scott, where it's it's the first session of the day, yellow goes out, and I say, "Hey, Scott, the track is wet. Let's go out there real quick and kind of see where the puddles are, so we can report back to the classroom." So we go out there. I do one or two laps, and I said, "Well, let me just. I'm starting to get the hang of this truck. Let me keep going." Then I get black flag for no reason. I come to the pit. Reed's in there. So why are you in here? So I got black flagged. He said, "Already." I said, "For what?" He says, "I don't know." So I kind of pull in. I'm like, "Couldn't ever figure it out." And later, Dustin comes and says, "We had to call you in because we were pretty sure you were going to flip over." So I've been officially black flagged because people thought I was going to flip over. So I can put that feather in my cap, but. Uh, yeah, cool, cool story. Uh, thanks again to Chill Out Systems, and uh, I don't know, maybe they'll let me borrow it again. Maybe not after hearing this story, but uh, get kind of a cool story about uh, uh one of our sponsors. But, but hold on, before um, we move, move on, on, Gino, um, the important, most important question of okay. this podcast: If you had that truck at Road Atlanta, can you get it on two wheels? You know, I really think you could. The problem is, I think it would go on two wheels, and then it would. <laughs> end up on no wheels it does roll quite a bit it would take it would take some art i really believe though honestly god at road atlanta that truck's probably got somewhere in the 40s in it um that might sound a little crazy but um you know amt it was well over 100 miles an hour going in the one and and i could have pushed it very hard but you had the whoa up 5500 pounds very quickly um and it, it was unique in the fact that it, it's all-wheel drive. So as long as you get it straight, you hit the gas, and you just take off. There's no wheel spin whatsoever, even in the damp. It had this incredible – I think I had one of those new nine-speed transmissions. So I was paddle shifting all day, and so you just hear these shifts. It was perfect every time. Um, and it had these active seats. I don't know why it had it. but um, So somebody said, you must have been rolling around in there. I actually wasn't because every time you turn left, the bolsters <laughs> will come out to the right and kind of like some of the new – I have no idea why they put that in that car. It had a race mode. I'm told it has a drift mode. I can never actually get it to turn on. Um, so kind of a unique piece. But if they let me borrow it again, uh, we'll have some more fun with it. But uh, that just goes to show you some of the cool sponsors we have. People like Chill Out, uh, ASD for bringing the entire fleet of cars. Uh, there was just a lot of uh, lot of cool things going on. And, uh, again, really, really neat event. But one last thing. Who uh, – I think it was Discovery Parts. Did they actually? Yep, I was going to make sure that you talked about this. So, uh, Ron and Shawnee at Discovery Parts, we can't thank you enough. Uh, in terms of driver development, there's nothing quite like a skid pad, and uh, they sponsored the skid pad for this event at AMP. Um, it was open for half the day, and you know, you talk about the cars that we saw on track. That was one thing, but the cars that we saw on the skid pad was an entirely different story. There were some unique ones. Uh, we saw a drift van of some uh, probably Japanese descent. And uh, there was also a minivan with a screaming <laughs> wife and two kids laughing their heads off that uh, did a diligent effort at a drift. And I'll leave it at that. Well, good, all in good fun. Really good event. Uh, I can't wait for the season. Obviously, we really don't know when it's going to start. Uh, but hopefully this gets uh, cleared up uh, as, as quickly as we can. Um, I do want to thank James again. You know, again, this um, we had this event right at the beginning of all all this virus stuff started to, to, to become an issue. Um, we were able to get it in before things got really bad. 
but he worked really hard to make sure we went to virtual classrooms. Uh, we had our drivers meeting outdoors uh, just to make sure everyone was safe and, and, and following a lot of the guidelines. So, um, again, uh, really huge kudos to James and all the Jaisal staff for, for making this happen, even under not the best uh, circumstances. Um, and, again, just a really cool weekend to kind of relax a little bit. Um, but, you know, um, I tell you what, we have a, a cool opportunity here, Rick, because I have a box full of Alex Bowman Valvoline cars. Um, so I think we should do that. How think? are we going to do it? Well, you know, I can't think of a, a question or something. So I tell you what, the first person that listens to this and that can track down the video of that G-Wagon at AMP Driving, um, I will send you a very cool Valvoline Alex Bowman diecast car. So the first one that messages me on Facebook, a video of that G-Wagon going around the track, I will mail you a uh, an Alex Bowman uh number 88 diecast car so uh i guess uh we'll see who does that first beautiful so we not only have a few cars but we also have some team valvoline t-shirts so this will uh this will be an ongoing element of our second season it is yeah so we're gonna have some giveaways so we'll we'll start to do that and uh, maybe do some stuff at some of the events um guests for the season so uh we definitely will have patrick doggy from valvoline back again He's kind of becoming kind of like a superstar because I see him everywhere now. He was on uh, the Apex Pro uh, show the other day, and uh, he's going to be back on our podcast. So uh, we're going to have him on uh, coming up soon also, probably in the next episode, if we can time it right. Uh, we're going to have RJ from the before-mentioned Atlanta Speed Company. Uh, come on, maybe talk about car prep. You know, I stopped by their shop. I've never been, obviously, because I'm not from Atlanta, but I stopped by before I went to Barber um, a couple weekends ago. Uh, to see my old car and man they've got some really cool uh, hardware in that shop and they're all car guys every single one of those guys are are, are one of us they're at the track um so we're gonna sit down with him and, and kind of get some information um also too uh our man chad burdett is now overseas in some asian country and so he's gonna be there for quite a while but he does want to come on so uh we got a timer right because i think when it's like midnight here it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon there so We'll time it right and get him on. So a lot of cool guests and uh, going to add some more throughout this season. So uh, hopefully everyone stays safe during uh, all this nonsense that's going on. And, uh, you know, we get back to track as soon as possible. But uh, before we wrap up, Rick, anything you want to touch on? It was a great event. Great to see everybody. And we're looking forward to the next one. Even if we have to modify the format of our events a bit with uh, all this craziness, we are looking at how we get you guys back on track safely and as soon as possible. So stand by for some other uh, thoughts on that as the situation progresses. And uh, we'll continue these podcasts in the meantime so you can get to uh, chat with your friends. 100%. If uh, you guys want me to start asking you, please, please share the podcast. And again, in the meantime, as there's no track days, uh, let's all stay connected. If anyone needs help during this, um, by all means, kind of reach out to the group. If there's any way we can help you um, in, in the group, uh, definitely reach out to us. But um, also to spread the word to your friends. You know, let's really start to uh, – we have a cool opportunity here with, with the way we're doing Green Group to, to get a lot of people that have always been nervous about coming to the track. Um, so you can say, hey, listen, come out to us. They do this cool lead follow. Um, you really get comfortable with your car. Uh, so really start to push it and let's get some new faces in the group and, uh, and really uh, kind of get this thing going for this year. And, um, you know, I, I'm really excited, kind of like you are, Rick, but I will say that will conclude episode number 20, the beginning of season two, uh, kind of in some funny times. But uh, I guess we'll see you guys Thanks, on the next see episode. Have a good night. <laughs>